slavery is back. Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view, the people who work in the prison system would have another, and I think it's up to people to decide uh, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. We'll be taking you through until 5 o'clock this evening. And in fact, this is now stage 3 restrictions for the coronavirus pandemic. And weirdly, this is really strange, I'm actually doing the show remotely from home as there has been a 3CR closure due to keeping people safe and having the coronavirus stopping its spread. It's approximately 4.01. Just wanted to send a quick cheerio out to Peter and Rob who can't be there. But they're listening as I'm hoping other listeners are listening. And this show is actually recommended to refugees and prisoners and all minority groups and Despite the the um, the restrictions, we are here to support Aboriginal people and um, and racialised groups and and indeed people from different minority groups and women in prison as well. This is a special broadcast, and it's we're going to be looking at emergency laws and how they could be eroding civil liberties. So, are our rights and freedoms at risk? And first up on the show, we're going to be speaking with Naomi Murphy, who has done some extensive work with prisons and prison advocacy, particularly with women. And she's a First Nations woman, a very strong woman. We have spoken to her quite extensively on the show previously. And we're going to be speaking to her about how um, prisoners are being impacted. Um, A little bit of worry there about the coronavirus possibly being um, spread in prisons. And talking about the Andrews government and how it's important to pressure him and the Victorian government to release prisoners, or some of the prisoners anyway. And then after that, we will speak with Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective. And we're going to be speaking with Chris about how a protest was actually stopped um, because the police deemed it unnecessary and didn't want that protest to go ahead and it was going to be outside um, the Mantra which is a hotel where some refugees are being holed up and left there. A violation of human rights indeed given that there are no social distancing measures between guards and refugees in detention centres. So looking at that and then after that we're going to be speaking with Ravi who is a poet and writer He's a a Tamil asylum seeker in the community 
and we'll be speaking to him about lockdown. So, yeah, the Do and Time show is now speaking to you from lockdown and hopefully we're going to be getting Naomi on soon to speak about um, those issues around prisons. You're listening to 3CR. We really are in unprecedented times and 3CR, as your local community broadcaster, is trying to do our part to minimise the spread of the coronavirus throughout the community. At the front of our minds is protecting the most marginalised and vulnerable, but we are still here. And we'll continue broadcasting 24 hours a day with radical alternative content throughout this period, but things will sound a bit different. Some programmers will present their shows on the phone and we'll be finding creative ways to bring you our regular programming. So stay tuned, stay safe and be kind to each other. I just think that it's ironic that the state of Victoria want to treaty with Aboriginal people but have no issue in destroying our sacred sites. War is devastating on the environment. In peacetime, the military is a huge user of fossil fuels, a huge driver of nuclear energy and ultimately the architect of nuclear weapons. Subscribe to 3CR, fighting for social justice and environmental change. And to all the people that are so afraid of the solutions to climate change that they choose to live in denial instead, the current solutions to the climate emergency are much easier to cope with than the outcomes that will come if we don't. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. Follow, follow the sun, which way the wind blows. Hello. And you're back with the Doing Time Show. Hello, Naomi. Hey! Oh, Naomi! <laughs> Is, Hi! <laughs> isn't this surreal? Oh, it's a bit, um, yeah, it's a bit, um, yeah, bit thing, bit weird, but yeah, let's let's do the best we can. Absolutely, no, but this this is okay. We're doing the show remotely, yeah. and yep. it is terribly important. So, and yeah, but just wanted to have you introduce yourself and talk about what land you're from first, Naomi, and talk a little bit about the work you've been doing. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm a very proud Waka Waka woman. My bloodlines are from um, Central Queensland. Um, that's um, very loud car. My mum's part of the um, stolen generation, so growing up um, a little bit disconnected, and so I've had a lot of um, life experience um, with um, you know around addiction and justice system and um, all things that have um, you know we've had in the struggle as Aboriginal people, and I've been living down here. Um, in Gunnarokurnai country for 25 odd years, and um, probably just about around about the last, uh, you know, 15 years, been uh, just uh, supporting mob in the justice system. I mean, like I sort of fell into it, um, drawn to it, um, and now I go into Dane Phillips prison and um, do cultural mentoring with the crew women in there and the sister girls and the aunties, and um, a lot of other social justice advocacy work in community. Naomi, how has the coronavirus um, pandemic affected your work with prisons? Oh, well, it's been totally shut down. So that means um, 
Aboriginal women in, in the prison um, aren't getting that cultural support and that mentoring um, from elders, such as Aunty Pam and myself, that go in there, um, respected elders that go in there regularly. And um, unfortunately, that's um, just the rules that they've made and um, it's been a total shutdown. I have tried to organise um, some phone conference, but um, I think um, it's going to be harder than what I thought it was going to be. So unfortunately, I'm getting, I'm, I'm still getting being connected, but I'm going. Uh, families are contacting me uh, about their loved ones in in the in the um, system at the moment during this um, crisis. Just absolutely distraught. It is really distraught because you've got you've got prisoners and you know Aboriginal prisoners as well that are. What about their health? I mean, I imagine that there would be it would be very difficult to have social distancing measures inside the prisons there. Uh, absolutely. When in confined places, I know um, there's now a new law where um, if you're getting picked up, and as of now, um, it's 14 days isolation. So it's isolation inside isolation. So it's a double whammy. Um, and then I, um, I did hear that um, people are being released without being tested prior to coming out into the community. And um, there's even, uh, I know there's been a couple of court matters down here where people haven't been um, sentenced prison terms because of the corona, which is a good thing, um, as long as they're not a danger to our community. So um, I think we need to get in line with the other states. New South Wales have released... A, or set to release around 18,000 prisoners. Um, I think we could do a lot better in Victoria. So um, I did an interview with The Age about a week ago and um, expressed my concerns and um, that of the community. Uh, if we've got low risk, low, um, uh, um, uh, low offending, let them out. If they've got somewhere to go, yeah. you know, a lot of our mob have got social housing. If they do, you know, you get that uh, rent reduction while you're inside, let them home. Um, you know, maybe just put some, um, you know, different different rules in, you know, they've got a sign in or whatnot, but just uh, let them home. If they're safe, if they've got somewhere safe to go, um, let them out. Simple as that. Well, we're on home detention now anyway. Well, so... that's right. So... Yeah. I'm sure there so, could be a rule devised. Well, absolutely. I think if you go on the website for um, DHS and for for the government, it says that um, prisoners are the, at the highest at risk, along with um, Aboriginal people over the age of 50. So if they know it, why aren't they acting on it? Absolutely. And in fact, the, the media has been talking a lot about how the health of Aboriginal people has been impacted and has talked about um, doing some work in remote commu communities, although I don't think the government has really reached out too much to those communities, um, and, and yet that prisoners are not being given that attention. In fact, Naomi, in The Age, um, the interview that you did with The Age, it actually says inmates, their families, public health experts and lawyers have demanded the yep. early release of some non-serious offenders. Oh, there's a whole, there's a whole um, scope of people across this country. You know, Deb Kilroy's out there um, advocating. I know there's a group of um, us sister girls here in Melbourne. Um, you know, Melanie Pooley, we've all been out there. Um, you know, even parents, community, loved ones of loved ones um, on the inside. So um, they've got to start listening. Uh, America's done a, a, a bit of um, a bit of it in, over there. Of course, their numbers are a lot higher, but, um, you know, feedback has, oh, what, what are you going to do? Where are they all going to go? 
we're not saying let everybody out. We're saying if they've got somewhere safe to go, somewhere, you know, that could be a home and they're at minimum risk to the community, let them out. And why do you think that the Victorian government is, is, is blocking this? Oh, look, I don't know a lot about the politics side of things. I've never been um, brought up to know sure, a lot about sure. um, that sort of stuff. But I think that um, they don't know what to do. They're panicking. Um, they just actually don't know what to do. Um, because we've got such a hard stance in Victoria, you know, top on crime um, type, um, you know, stance going with government, um, yeah, I think the community, the wider community, just don't, won't get it and they'll just see it as an open floodgate for every, you know, hardened criminal ever, you know, locked up to be to be released. But it's not going to be like that. It's got to be done carefully and it's got to be done culturally. Yeah. And and a lot of those women at St. Phyllis, they're around about 80% that are on remand. So they shouldn't even be in there anyway. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. So we don't have a remand prison. So all the women on the, you know, the girls on remand, they're put in with some um, sentenced women. So let them out. Yeah. They've got somewhere safe to go. Let them out. Let them out. In, and, you know, even like um, they should be released early and, you know, don't Corrections Victoria have processes for preventing and managing diseases? Shouldn't they be, you know, doing that? Oh, yeah. They definitely need support once they get out as well. It's that post, you know, pre and post support, which I don't know that it's, um, it's happening with mob that are just being released Anyway, from what I've yeah. been told, so I'd be a bit, um, yeah, sceptical about that as well. Like I said, I heard that someone um, got released and it wasn't tested. So, I mean, I've, yeah, they're pretty tight with the testing. I don't see, seem, to, seem to understand that. So, well, I think it's the healthcare system needs to include prisoners and start yeah. testing them for coronavirus as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's part of our, they're part of our community, whether people like it or not and they deserve regular and, and the same type of health care as what we all get. And, um, yeah, something's got to give. So they've got to start hey, listening. Sorry, Naomi. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about uh, Aboriginal women in, in prison and how you think their health will be affected here? I think mental health's a big one for our mob um, on the inside and the not knowing and not having that understanding. Like, I can click on the TV and go... OK, I understand a bit about what that news report is saying, but for mob inside, when you're in confined places, you're not, you're not given that information. It's not said, said through as clearly and in a way that mob understand it. So it causes lots of confusion and therefore, you know, like it mucks, mucks up with your mental health. So I really, really worry about, um, you know, the women on the inside um, as to... And they'd also be double-edged sword. They'd be worrying about family out here. You know, so um, phones phones will be... You know, phone systems are even... You can't even call someone. Phone lines are all congested. Imagine every single woman in a prison trying to ring their loved one. Uh, you know, they'd be losing their jobs because you can't do certain jobs um, and therefore you can't have money to call those loved ones. So a lot of them be relying on, our, on the wonderful work that our liaison officers do in there. But, um, you know, there's a lot of women. There's around 100 Aboriginal women in there. Oh, no, all this is... Find, this all is... trying to find out what's going on out here. I'm telling you now, Naomi, the, the prisons are ticking time bombs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They, they really I mean, are. 
we don't want to we don't want to see. But it's almost like I don't even want to read what's going on over in America in some oh. of the um, prisons over there, um, where they they are losing people inside. Um, you know, I, I get um, I, you know I sort of know what's going on and if there's been any cases and you know touch wood that um, you know there hasn't been any, but it's only a matter of time. And you know, it's it's the system's broken already. How on earth is the system in Australia going to cope with this pandemic, and also coping with women, for example, that are leaving prison that may be going back to domestic violence situations? Where are the support systems there? Where's the the, the accommodation for women in prison, and where is the 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 social distancing measures that need to be put in place in prison. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't even know if that's possible inside. Um, you can't. You can't do it. Um, you know, you, there's searches. certain times when you've got to line up, and you've got to, I mean, it, it'd be it <laughs> it wouldn't be a job I'd want to do. It'd be very hard to to monitor. And uh, as for the women coming out, our our services are so overstretched as it is. So, you know, we're going to have um, women that are being released, you know, into this, and um, they're going to have nowhere to go. So it's just that merry-go-round again. So. Um, definitely need more funding into some of our really good services that we have. Everything's That's just exactly stretched right. to the limit. People are working from home, as you know. People are out of a job. I'm out of a job. I'm doing this interview in the middle of a paper round. I deliver papers now, you know. things are, And that's me. I'm privileged. I'm lucky. I'm on the outside. Imagine coming from the inside out. All different yeah. ballgame. Naomi, it's it's so horrible. It's It's so incredibly sad, isn't it? And oh. I'm hoping that we can we can try and you know make spread awareness so that th- these things can can get better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of um, a lot of um, talking community about it, you know. And and if you ask mobs, they, they you know nine times out of ten they're going to have some relative or loved one in in inside, and they're they're worried. You know, they're constantly worried. I know Val's are doing some really. Um, they've put their hands up, they're doing welfare checks, so any mob can ring and, you know, if you've got a loved one inside, they can do a welfare check, um, which is a good thing. They've just um, put a statement out around that. But in terms of just knowing it's, it's all the unknown, I think, is um, is what's going to be uh, messing, with, um, messing with your mind inside. Yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to come onto the show, Naomi, and <laughs> stay well and safe, won't you? Yeah, always. I'm just here on this paper round and there's no one around me. So I do my little paper round and, you know, I get my exercise and I get out of the house. I've got two daughters in quarantine, so I've got a couple more days to go. And, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones. So while I'm in this position to do what I can, I will, I'll do it. And we can't forget the toilet paper. No, that's right. Yeah, well, I've got lots of leftover newspapers, don't worry. <laughs> Naomi, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And, and I'm hoping we can have you back soon. Yeah, woman in G. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks, sis. Lovely to have Bye. you. Bye. 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 On Monday the 23rd of March, 3CR closed its doors to all presenters so that we could do our bit to help stop the spread of COVID-19. We understand that it's important for people to be able to stay at home at this time in order to reduce the number of people affected and thereby reduce the stress on our health system. Since the 3CR shutdown, 
programmers and volunteers have been working remotely to create new content and produce their show from home. We'll continue to bring you dynamic, up-to-date community radio during the COVID-19 crisis, so keep listening. Whether it's with new content made DIY at home or with repeats of awesome shows, 3CR is with you, keeping you company through thick and thin. So don't touch that dial. 3CR, here to stay. Viruses like flu and coronavirus spread when tiny droplets from coughs and sneezes land on surfaces that others touch. You can help reduce this risk by coughing or sneezing into your elbow or upper arm or use a tissue and put the tissue in the bin straight after. Then wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit health.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. And you're back with the Doing Time show. And pretty soon we're going to be speaking with Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective. And we're going to be speaking to him about a recent media release. And it's entitled Protest to Free... Sorry, Protest to Free Refugees Rescheduled Due to Threats of Fines Will Defy Law If, in, if Necessary. And we're going to be speaking to him about um, a protest that was quite safe, that was actually eroded by the police. And we're going to be speaking to him right now. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me on. Now, Chris, this is quite unprecedented, isn't it? And I believe that there's been some sweeping police powers um, put into Parliament and as a result of um, the pandemic. Could you just explain to us what happened with the protest? Give us a little bit of background and why it was cancelled. Sure. We were organising a protest calling for the release of refugees from detention because uh, detention is a COVID-19 risk. Um, you know, people sleep up to four people a room. There's, you know, not an ability to socially isolate, you know, 15 people in a TV room. Um, and... We were having a car cavalcade uh, protest in Tennessee last Saturday, which is entirely safe. Uh, no more than two people from any in any car from any one household. Nobody was going to get out of their cars. And we were told by Preston Police, although they'd got their advice from on high, uh, that the protest would be illegal, that we would get $1,652 uh, dollar fines for everybody who turned up to the protest and much heavier fines for the Refugee Action Collective that organised it. Now, we think our protest was completely safe. It's detention that um, isn't safe. And so we've rescheduled our protest for this Friday, Good Friday, at 2 o'clock, meeting in Hotham Street at the Mantra Hotel. And um, to give us a bit more time to build support and make it, you know, uh, clear to everybody who's coming the conditions under which it will happen. So we're we're going ahead um, with that because we do think it is an urgent um, situation facing uh, detainees. Um, there's been protests every. 
So this was at the Mantra Hotel in Preston? At the right? Mantra Hotel in Preston, yeah. There's about 70 refugees. Most of them have come from uh, Manus there. There's also people from Nauru and Manus in Mitre and Broadmeadows. And a lot of those people have underlying um, health conditions because they came under Medivac. Uh, so, um, you know, diabetes, lung, kidney problems um, that makes them particularly vulnerable to COVID-19. Um, there's already been a Serco guard in Brisbane who was um, tested positive to COVID-19. In the mantra, you've got airline staff that come and go, uh, Serco staff come and go constantly, and there is a real you know, terror amongst uh, you know, refugees detained there that they're sitting ducks. Indeed, and these refugees do need to be released on public health and humanitarian grounds. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's what we're calling for, and it's a... Um, over 1,200 doctors have signed a petition calling for this. The United Nations has called for refugees to be released globally from detention centres to protect them from COVID-19. Uh, ALP MP Jed Carney and uh, Federal ALP MP uh, Peter Khalil have both called for the refugees um, in Victoria to be uh, released. And so we're saying to uh, Daniel Andrews that he should join those calls um, if necessary, use public health powers to release refugees from detention, and not have uh, and not have a um, staggeringly hypocritical um, situation where uh, calling attention to unsafe things in a particularly safe way is, is you know gets punished. So, public health powers how would how could they be released under public health powers? Um, Victoria has already used uh, public health powers. They've got extensive public um, health powers. I mean, the fact that they you know, are now talking about fines of 20000 for individuals, 100000 that they can shut down particular workplaces, they can shut down schools. You know, if they can do these things by public health, uh, public health powers, they can certainly, uh, by legislation, move people safely into uh, community housing and shut the detention centres down. Um, you know, there's, there is the, they have the, the power to do that. Thank you, Chris. I really um, commend you for explaining that because that's really important, isn't it, to um, educate listeners about that. And indeed, Rack was told by Preston Police that the proposed protest would breach stay-at-home directions and therefore be illegal. Can you just alert listeners to these um, stay-at-home directions? and talk about um, why it's not illegal. Because really, there's nothing wrong with... Um, if you obey the road rules, there's nothing wrong with driving, is there? If there are only two people No, because there was an article in The Age just yesterday saying that people should drive their cars because cars weren't made to be parked at home and they'll rust and, you know, won't be able to move <laughs> if you just leave them. Um, the... The stay-at-home legislation says there's only four essential reasons that you can leave your house. Um, for work, for health, to see a doctor, for food, and I think uh, compassionate grounds. Now, this legislation has not been tested, so it is a grey area. Um, Julian Burnside, QC, uh, says he will represent us pro bono if needed and thinks there may be a case under compassionate grounds. You know, you're allowed to still volunteer, and we are volunteering. Um, and there may be a case under implied right of um, political speech in the Constitution, but it's, a, it's an untested uh, area of law. But we think it's important enough that 
you know, there's over uh, 1,400 refugees detained around Australia. It's a matter of time before COVID runs through um, uh, detention centres. And, and we think this is a situation that can't be allowed to uh, continue. So we are going to uh, protest on Friday. Um, for your listeners, please go to our Facebook site. We're asking people to register uh, beforehand. The more people who come along, the more support we get, the less likely it is that police will use the fines. I mean, there has been. Are you able to police... disclose on air the location of the protest, or is that not allowed? Yeah, no, no, it's all right. It's um, Hotham you, Street. For people that don't have Facebook, Chris, um, yep. could you just? It's in ex- yeah. Hotham Street uh, near the corner of Bell Street uh, at the where the Mantra Hotel is. We will drive south down Hotham Street and around a block around the Mantra Hotel three times. We're asking people to bring signs to have on their cars or spray some chalk signs on your cars. Be careful not to cover your, your um, number plates. Um, and we're asking people to obey the road rules. Um, so that is where we are going to be. I mean, I, I should add as well, there's been other things. Like there was a, a birthday party where a car cavalcade was organised because a child couldn't have people come to the party and you know nothing was done about that that I was reading in The, the Age on Saturday. Although yesterday, I mean today actually, sorry, the police did fine a woman and her daughter. She was taking her 17-year-old out for a driving lesson, which just seems insane to me, $1,600. You know, it, it is not unsafe for people to be driving in their cars if they're coming from the same house. And would you say that these increased police powers are trying to chip away at um, getting rid of protests? Um, it's, it's, it's a possible consequence of the decisions that have been made. Like this, the strategy we're getting from uh, the Australian government, the Victorian government with COVID-19 is shut things down, lock everybody down in their homes. And we aren't getting some of the things that we really need, which is mass testing, which made a difference in South Korea, you know, serious uh, contract tracing, which would make some of these, you know, uh, measures un- unnecessary. Um, and there's also a question of how long you can maintain lockdowns for and what happens when you uh, release the lockdown. Um, yes. So I, I don't think the main main reason for the lockdown was to uh, abandon, to, to get rid of protests, but I think no, no. the powers that be are quite happy to do so um, as part of it. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not. we're not here to trivialise yeah. the coronavirus pandemic. However, there is a concern, isn't there, that these laws could, you know, there should be a sunset clause, for example, and that these laws could actually impact on protest. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And not only a sunset clause, like who decides what is essential? I think that protest is essential. I think freeing the refugees in the Mantra Hotel is essential because their lives are being put at risk. You know, at Kangaroo Point, where there's 150 people in Brisbane, they've got uh, markings in the the mess hall where they get their food. They're only 65 centimetres apart because there's not enough room. You know, so it's one rule for some people and another rule for others. You know, Peter Dutton gets his test when he needs it. The rest of us um, uh, can't. And, uh, yeah, we are committed to not leaving refugees to die, not leaving them to fend for themselves. Absolutely. So when the cars actually go to the protest, there will have be a maximum of two people per car from the same yeah, household, correct. correct? And those people have to be from the same household, yes. And no one will get out of their cars? 
nobody will get out of their cars. Uh, none of the people coming along. We we may have one person from Rack with spray chalk uh, and gloves and mask if people want their cars decorated. It's safer than going shopping, isn't it? Uh, it's safer than going shopping. It's safer than going to Bunnings, which is you know <laughs> has hundreds of people. It's safer than all sorts of non-essential work that keeps going. It's safer than going to the hairdresser, which is still open. You know the, these laws are being made on the run and. Um, they are full of contradictions. It would be absurd, I think, if we were fined for a, a protest like this. Chris, thank you so much for coming onto the program. But before you go, could you just please to, um, advertise the, the protest once again? OK, 2pm this Friday um, at the Mantra Hotel uh, near the corner. Of, we're in, going to be lined up in Hotham Street behind the light blue Hyundai Getz. We're asking people to register beforehand so we know the cars and who's coming. We can keep us all together. You can either go to our website or our Facebook to do that. Um, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Look, thank you so much and, and good luck with the protest and we'll be having you back for future updates. And just a last, a last thing to say, that refugees in the Mantra Hotel have come to Australia, as you said, under the Medivac legislation and many have health conditions that make them vulnerable to COVID-19. So rock up to that protest and show your support. Or if you can't, um, while you're exercising, walk past and take a picture. Community radio is your antidote to social isolation. Stay connected and listen to 3CR. 855 AM, 3CR digital and streaming and podcasting online at 3cr.org.au. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. Tune in to Done By Law. An informal and irreverent look at the law. Critical insights and analysis from diverse community perspectives. Done By Law. 6pm Tuesdays. The Federal Government is trying to amend the already inadequate National Radioactive Waste Management Act. The bill targets Kimber in South Australia and completely disregards the Bungala traditional owners. Please send a submission opposing the passing of the bill. It can take as little as a minute. To find out how, go to melbournefo.org.au slash nuclear underscore free and have your say. Submissions are due by the 9th of April. A 3CR supporter. And you're back with the Doing Time show, who is broadcasting remotely from home due to the coronavirus um, pandemic. And we will be continuing our discussion about refugees in lockdown with Ravi, who is a Tamil asylum seeker in the community. Hello, Ravi. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. These are really, really challenging times, aren't they, Ravi? It's, of course, it's not just refugees. Um, it's about all Australians, so, yeah. Ravi, I believe you wanted to talk about lockdown and, and refugees. Can you tell us about some of the issues that are facing refugees and asylum seekers? Yeah, the people are living in the community. I mean, uh, refugees and uh, asylum seekers. So 
the, at the moment, they're facing a suffering because they lost the job because of COVID-19 processing. And lo- it's locked down at the moment. Few factories and few hotels, restaurants who, who are where they're working at the moment. And then some uh, hasn't got uh, proper visa. It's they, most of them ongoing with the court. So they hasn't got any visa, proper visa, bridging visa. Uh, they're not issued from government. And also they hasn't got any medical medic, medical facilities at the moment. And and then and the thing, the most of them they're not working at the moment because they closed the restaurant and stuff. So they hasn't got any government benefits or they're not talk about government I haven't talked about that anything. I haven't heard anything about that. They're going to give some security support payment or SRS payment from Central Link. For example, today morning, one of my friends went to Central Link 5.30. He was lined up there. He was waiting like more than four hours, four and a half hours. And they said to him, oh, you can't get any benefits from Central Link because you haven't got any visa or any um, medical support. And then they asked to call to life without barriers or somewhere else. And they said, you can't get any central link because you don't have a visa because your court case ongoing. Your case is ongoing on the court already. So this is the condition at the moment for people who are living with me and uh, in community. So it's, um, I think it's unconcerning. Uh, I'm just thinking about, I really want to request to government to, to think about us because the people are working already and they pay the tax and stuff. So they should talk about the refugees and asylum seekers to pay something, even they support to the rental or support to their daily living. It's very hard at the moment. If, if they can't get anything, it's locked down. And then we don't know how long it's going to be happening. So, Ravi, you're talking stressful. about refugees in the community? Is that is that what you're yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these yeah. are people on protection visas that you're discussing? No, no, no. They, they haven't no. got any protection visa. They're just waiting Nothing. for court hearing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they've been released into the community and yeah, they're, they're waiting for court. The community and then they got rejection from the government and now their cases are going with uh, court. That doesn't make sense. That's That's... They need to get help, Ravi. That's sure, yeah. So in, in my house, I'm, I'm living with other three people, so two of them not working. So only two, me and I, one, another guy is working in my house. Two people are not working, and they line up in the center link this morning. It's, it's nothing happened there. So just only two in my house, and I can just count at the people around me. So my friends who are living in the community, Dan, you know, around Dan, you know, more than six or seven people, they haven't got any... Uh, SRS or security payment from government, you know. So let's go back a little bit, Ravi. So before this coronavirus um, yeah. pandemic, yeah, what was happening with the refugees? So they weren't locked down, so they were able to work, correct? Yeah, yeah, they're able to work. They're most of them working in a restaurant, in a hotel, uh... you know. So now this all closed, and they decide, oh, you can't work, and then some are working in the factories, and some factories, I think, is closed. And then they just, people work like a, um, casual workers. They can't continue work there. So they stop working from the factories. And they kick off from the factories, and they they, uh, they hasn't got any benefits from the factory or hasn't got any benefits from the government. That's 
That's right. So they yeah. so, the, so they've lost the, the refugees have lost their jobs. They've been released yeah. into the community and they were working before lockdown. And yeah. because they've lost their jobs and they are waiting for their awaiting their court decision, they are yeah. unable to get work and nor are they able to get government benefits. Yeah. That is a violation of human rights. And of course, exactly. The it's, question it's, that I'd like to ask you know? yeah. is why hasn't that been talked about in um, in the media? They, they, yeah, they don't want to because the last couple of weeks they're talking about the government supporting to the Central Link and stuff. They're not talking about the refugees or asylum seekers, you know, and then migrants also and students too. They they also working. Students also working like a 20 hours per week, and they're paying tax also, but they're not getting any government support in this stressful yeah. situation. You know. The, so I'm, I'm, you've got people living with you that, that where this yeah, yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm living with two people. Yeah, yeah. And what has happened with them now? What, what currently? What's going on with them? They're not working. They're not working. They they can't work because they of they kick off from the factories, kick off from the restaurant. Yeah. Because it's closed, and also they're not getting any security payment or anything, any support payment from government, even not rent or daily living supporting, so nothing, anything. So, yeah, it's just stressful for them, always. Are they living with you? Yeah, yeah. It would be great to, to be able to, without sounding like this is charity... Yeah. For, to see if, if there can be some community donations, perhaps, to help, or food, food items, perhaps. Yeah, that's that's what they, the Life Without Barriers, uh, the, um, the case workers group, they're just giving like a 50 bucks uh, um, gift card or something to get the things. Which group? Calls. Yeah. Which group is this? It's uh, Life Without Barriers or something. Oh, life without barriers, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Well, you know that this is definitely, definitely um, a gap in in service, and we really yeah. do need to start having more programs, don't we? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's an extremely uncoordinated and yeah. disorganised venture, isn't it? I mean, look at Singapore, look at um, South Korea, yeah. that they've yeah. been able to. And stop the spread of this virus far better than Australia. Yeah, yeah sure. And how are you being affected with lockdown, Ravi? Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm really. I'm not affected with this because I'm. Uh, I'm working in a factory, just me and another person working. So it's we got a lots of space in the factory. So still we continuing our work. So we don't know what's going to be happening in the future. If they lock down in the stage four, I could lose my job too, and I can't go to Central Link and get any benefits. Yeah. And what visa are you on? So I'm got same same things. It's a bridging visa with work rights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's uh, and you know, Ravi, what I'm trying to do at the moment, really, the aim of of, of the interview, really, is to spread awareness to listeners about what's going on, but also what practical measures can, can listeners do? How can listeners help with this? 
Yeah, we should be uh, we should be request to the government from all the refugee supporting groups. From we need to get focus to the people living in a community too. So at the moment, so lots of the families got the problem too. So we need to request to the government through the all the refugees groups and uh, uh, SRC and everyone has to request to the government to do something. So then we can short out this, so otherwise it will go. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that, that uh, you know, that the government can actually get some type of stimulus package to help with yeah, refugees, although so. I'm not really, I'm not really yeah. convinced that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure, because last two months now, they didn't talk about this anything. Nothing. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be happening. Yeah, but I wish it's going to be, it will be happen. It's good. But if it's not happen, it's going to be more worse, you know. Absolutely. And, and again, it really draws attention to the fact that refugees and asylum seekers are demonised. And, yeah. you, you know, when there is, I mean, what would happen, for example, if there's a, a spread of coronavirus, for example, amongst refugees in the community and indeed refugees in detention, would they get the medical care? So there's none. There's no vaccination. In uh, Have you heard about the kangaroo point? They're already 150 people locked down at the moment, so they haven't got any treatment. And also in Mantra Hotel, so same thing. So it's, there's nothing going to be happening, same in the community too. <laughs> but what about medical care? Like, for example, you know, refugees in the community would they can they get medical care they got some who got the visa at the moment they have a medical card medicare but the people who already got their court cases on the court and they hasn't got any medicare or anything they've got nothing some of them they got nothing yeah yeah look it's it's really it's really crazy and and in fact um homelessness is a real problem in the community as well. Yeah. How are they going to be kept safe from the coronavirus? And on top of it, you know, if refugees lose their homes, yeah. they're going to be in an even worse situation. Of course. <laughs> it's it's really crazy. And, and in fact, police have wasted no time in... Um, having an increased presence around our communities. And yeah. while it's important to stop the spread of coronavirus and to have the measures there, yeah. would you say that minority groups will be affected through discriminatory policing? Yes, sure. It's happened. It's, it's, it's not just in Australia. It's happening already in everywhere. So there's a 100% chance to happening in here too. What's that, sorry? No, this this happening all around the world, so these yeah. are possible to happening here too. So we can't we can't say oh it's not going to be happen. It might That's be happening. Right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we can't get a solution today. I only wish we could, but I think that yeah. this has to be an ongoing issue on the Do and Time Show to discuss yeah. what's going to happen. And Ravi, this must be very difficult for you. How are you coping with your own mental health with all this? You know, so I have to be strong at the moment. So there's no time, no no way to 
hiding, so I need to face and I need to deal with that, and I walk my path to try to do my best for to do someone who living with me or who need my help. I have to be a strong person to give them something, you know. It's it's really hard, isn't it? It's it's yeah. it's almost it's pretty surreal, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> 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 and what about in your country, um, Ravi? Has where's where is your country again? I'm from Sri Lanka. From so have there been a lot of coronavirus cases um, in Sri Lanka? It's these uh, only six or seven deaths and uh, twenty people who were affected at the moment. I think, yeah. Some um, still they just completely locked down. Yeah. So now they're just getting slow to all the spreading. Yeah. And of course, um, just to alert listeners to the fact that Ravi and I are not saying that the measures are not important. It is important, isn't it, Ravi, to stop the spread of coronavirus? It is However, very important. It's yeah. very important. We're not saying yeah. that. What yeah. we're saying is that the laws are necessary given yeah. the public health emergency. Yeah. But um, it, just a bit of a warning there that the laws could have damaging consequences for yeah. over-policed communities and also damaging mm. consequences for the health of refugees and asylum seekers. And th- some of them could be starving in the street. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. So, Ravi... Um, are there any final questions you want to ask me? I'm just, I don't have any question to asking. Just I want to, a small request to all the Australians and uh, all the government uh, um, ministries to just think about the refugees and asylum seekers who are living in the community, especially who has got a visa or hasn't got Medicare or anything. So they might get, need to get some security supporting payments from Centrelink or some, some something else. Not much. I'm just, even they need to something little for their daily living life. So it's good to consider about this, this comment. Absolutely. Yeah. Ravi, thank you so much for coming onto the program. And I'm hoping that pretty soon to try to cheer people up during lockdown, is there any way you can come back and, and talk about some of your poetry or read some of your poetry? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, next Monday, I believe um, we're going to be having a, a repeat because I'm not going to be able to remotely do the show okay. next Monday, but maybe in a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, sure. Anytime. <laughs> Ravi, thank you so much and, and keep up the good work and find out if, if anybody wants to come onto the show um, to discuss their plight. Do you think yeah, somebody sure. would want to... Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe you could send Peter, uh, text Peter, and yeah. um, we can perhaps arrange um, some more interviews because yeah. it is important, isn't it, to spread the word and yeah. have refugees and asylum seekers talking about how, not yeah. only how the coronavirus could impact them, but also yeah, talk sure. about how they're not getting that help. Yeah, sure, sure. I try, my, I try to do my best, yeah. Good on you, Ravi. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to 3CR, where at this time we're bringing you slightly different programming than usual. But rest assured, we're still here, bringing you radical, alternative current affairs, 
music and community language programming. Stay tuned to 3CR. Have you heard it on the news About this fascist group thing Evil men with racist views Spreading all across the land They're pulling on the boots in Brazil and wiping off the eggshells in Moorabbin. Fascism's on the march and we say, yeah, nah. Yena Passaran is a new weekly program on 3CR dedicated to tracking this rise in Australia, Aotearoa and all around our increasingly warm little globe. Every Thursday at 4.30pm, we'll be talking to writers and fighters about some angry blighters. An important message from the Victorian Government about coronavirus. To manage coronavirus and save lives, immediate action is required. This means if you can stay home, you must stay home. Yes, it's a major disruption to your lives, but this disruption today will save the lives of many Victorians tomorrow. If you think you may have coronavirus, call the government's hotline on 1800 675 398 or visit coronavirus.vic.gov.au. Victorian Government. Managing this together. A 3CR supporter. And you're back with the Doing Time show, which is a very special broadcast today dedicated to refugees, asylum seekers and prisoners that have been impacted by the coronavirus. It's approximately 4.53 and we're nearing the end of our show. So just some, some final comments. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of literature around looking at civil liberties and looking at the possible eroding of civil liberties by these measures. Green Left Weekly has got a great article uh, talking about that. And also Sydney um, Sydney Criminal Lawyers um, has also got an article about it. So just to draw your attention to that, and in fact in New South Wales uh, there's been a lot of a lot of fines issued in particular. And, in fact, Parliament was shut down last week, um, leaving the New South Wales Police Force in charge of the health and wellbeing of the state. So the new laws had already been rushed through Parliament, giving police increased powers to issue fines and charges for a growing list of offences, including being outside home without a reasonable excuse. In fact, a man was actually fined for eating a kebab and he was sitting alone on a bench. Police have wasted no time in flexing their muscle with an increased presence around our communities and a long list of fines already issued. And while the health authorities decree the laws are necessary given the public health emergency caused by the coronavirus, justice advocates warn the laws could have damaging consequences for traditionally over-policed communities. And so there's been a police crackdown. A total of 13 penalty infringement notices were issued on April the 2nd across New South Wales in relation to alleged breaches of the Public Health Act, including people sitting in cars or driving around their local towns. And in some cases, fines came after repeated warnings or while in the process of committing other crimes. So, you know, we're not advocating that... There shouldn't be measures put in place, but what we are saying is that there is a dire warning that this situation, um, you know, that the laws could escalate and 
erode civil liberties. But the show wasn't just about that. The show was also about really giving a cheerio out to our prisoners, to our First Nations people, to um, Aboriginal women in prison who have been, and, and all Aboriginal people who have been shut off from their cultural programs. And really, there needs to be more funding allocated and more measures taken to assist people in prison who, as Naomi said, they're part of our community, whether people like it or not. We've got about a minute left before we conclude our show. Um, I want to just um, tell people stay safe and look after each other, be kind to each other, and let's not forget our prisoners. And, and let's urge um, the mainstream media to start looking at some of these topics. Everybody is important and everybody is equal. So we're going to be going out now pretty soon with our theme song, Black Fella, White Fella, from the Rumpy Band. And, uh, yeah, so this is a shout-out from the Do and Time show going remotely from home. And Beyond Zero is coming up next. And thanks also to our dedicated staff at 3CR for helping with the remote programming. 3CR is a very valuable resource and we hope that um, we can continue to broadcast as this is terribly important. So, yeah, pretty soon, um, Black Fella, White Fella by the Rumpy Band and listen carefully to those lyrics because um, those lyrics are very, very pertinent to today's um, emergency health crisis. Thanks so much and take care. Stay tuned every Monday from 4 or 5 p.m. for the Do and Time show. It's goodbye from Marissa and also goodbye from Peter and Rob who were here in spirit. Thanks. Bye. Are real.